0: You are listening to the next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Life. Hey guys, it's a girl. Hey! Congratulations! Do you have any idea who the father is? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, story time. All right, let's go. Three, two, one. This is Dr. David Jordan. Our mission is to intercept a research pod from Mars.
1: Sixteen steps to fix a shower. I'm an astronaut, <laughs> not a gym teacher. <laughs> This is the first capsule ever to come back from the planet. We have visual confirmation. I see it. This could be a major scientific breakthrough. Come
0: on, come 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 on. Woo! Cue Instagram.
1: <laughs> We're looking at the first proof of life beyond Earth. Lowering oxygen, more carbon dioxide. Oh, that's beautiful. You're finally a daddy. It's going to be a big custody battle over this one. Are you going to bring the Martian back to Earth?
0: No, we're gonna keep it up here. We're gonna study where it's safe. Look how fast it's growing. Every single cell is a muscle cell and a nerve cell. All muscle, all brain. How smart is this thing? <laughs> oh, oh Eric, Eric, what's going on? I'm going. No, no you're not, Richard. No, 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 what are we gonna do? All right, everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for the movie known as Life, and the story is as follows. Astronauts aboard the International Space Station are on the cutting edge of one of the most important discoveries in human history, the first evidence of extraterrestrial life on Mars. As members of the crew conduct their research, The rapidly evolving life form proves far more intelligent and terrifying than anyone could have imagined. It is starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan Reynolds, Hiroki Ryuki Sanada, Arian Bakar, and Olga dichovic Hey, it's an international cast. What can I say? Uh, It is directed by Daniel Espinosa and written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. And joining me for this review, I have Kristen Lopez.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: So, Kristen... What did you think going into life? Because I'm sure you, like many others, were probably worried about this film, especially due to the alien comparisons.
1: Not really. Um, Oh. Alien, I've seen the the first two, and I've seen Prometheus, but I don't consider myself a huge fan. It's been a while since I've seen the first two aliens, so um, I remember liking the first alien a lot, Um, and the second one I've only seen once. So I just kind of thought it looked stupid just from being in a movie with aliens in general. Um, I mean, it was surprising that it had such a... a, Two big heavy hitters with Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal, and I was intrigued by what enticed them into this project, but...
0: Do we really consider Ryan Reynolds to be a heavy hitter at this point? At
1: this point, yeah, unfortunately. He's only had 85 chances, but he's finally kind of, I don't want to say arrive, but it's finally paid off.
0: Yeah. I, I still don't consider him to be like an actor I would flock to go see a movie for, but Jake Gyllenhaal, I, I do. Well,
1: yeah, especially af- coming off of Nocturnal Animals. I mean, I was just like, wait, Jake Gyllenhaal... <laughs> This is what you wanted to follow that up with? Okay. Um,
0: Who knows? Maybe it was shot before Nocturnal Animals. It could be,
1: because he looks very thin in this movie. Um, And in Nocturnal Animals, he didn't. So, either way, I was was intrigued, but I was like, if it's not a press screening, then I'm not going to make a real effort to go out and see it. But uh, I did. I actually went to this press screening alone, because none of my friends could uh, make the time for it. And... I really had fun. This, I'm I'm comparing a lot to 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's that early year release that, even though it lacks the Cloverfield name, still really treads on past precedent, which, you know, the Alien series. And it also has that Twilight zone twist at the end, much like 10 Cloverfield Lane did. I do think it has some serious script and character issues but that could be negated from the fact that it is supposed to be this old-fashioned horror film so i had a lot of fun
0: yeah i was very pleasantly surprised by this um with the release date getting moved around um i myself got a lot of comparisons to the movie alien in terms of story people go on a spaceship alien life form is on spaceship people die And that's pretty much what this is here. I think if you go into this with tempered expectations, I think this is actually um, a solid film overall. This is ultimately a genre exercise that does not try to reinvent the wheel or say anything new about the genre, but just merely is there to give us pure uh, movie thrills at the end of the day here. So I think on that front, it definitely delivers. Um, I would say that... As far as the cast is concerned, that's probably the best element of the film here because, you know, you have this very, very large – well, not large. It's like only six people. But what I mean is like a a diverse cast here and each character feels defined. Each character feels unique from the other. We have the commander. We have the uh, engineer who's a a wise ass. Um, The one guy just became a new father. Jake Gyllenhaal just seems to be the good boy doctor on on board. And uh, Rebecca Ferguson is like, actually, I think she's the only one that I, I was like a little, you know, I, I was, really wasn't sure what her character was supposed to be ultimately. Uh, did you get that sense from her uh, early on? Like, it isn't until like she has a scene with Jake Gyllenhaal later on in the movie and she reveals like her true motivations.
1: Well, I I'm going to say that all of the characters are very underdeveloped. You root for them because they seem like nice people and they're all you have to watch for an hour and 46 minutes.
0: Well, actually, I'll counteract that by saying I actually rooted for them more. Um, the more that Daniel Espinoza lingered on their pain and torment uh, at watching their friends get killed.
1: Well, yeah, but I, I, that continued, That goes towards my point of the fact that, yeah, you, you root for them more of the fact that they're a unit that obviously like each other. It, it really has nothing to do with their individual personalities. In terms of the fact that they're written very broadly. There's the guy with the wife and kid back home. Um, there's the character that de- that seems to like his situation, even though it's killing him. Um, you have the the smart talking engineer, which is just Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool in space. Um, you have the commander. The women in this movie are written really terribly, actually, um, because you have the commander who just happens to be a woman. She really has no personality. Other than being Jessica Chastain White from *The Martian*, um, and yeah, Rebecca Ferguson is that type A military character, that character that you usually see who is military in these alien movies that either has an outside, it has, always has an outside agenda that either involves studying the creature further or making sure it doesn't die. You know, that you usually see yeah. that a lot. And that's really Rebecca Ferguson's character without nearly the attitude or the explanation. Um, yeah. And yeah, she gets one really nice scene where she talks about missing her dad. And it really just kind of plays like an apology because that's the character that you ultimately know will probably make it to the end. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I never once in my wildest dreams thought that uh, Jake Hall would be the the final person. It's always a woman, always in these times of horror films. Um, one thing I did a little bit of digging on uh, with this movie, though, no, is that I found out that um, the writers of this movie, uh, Paul Wernick and uh, Rhett Reese, are actually the writers of Deadpool.
1: Yeah, and Zombieland as well. I knew that.
0: Yeah, so I was curious, like how much like Ryan Reynolds uh, casting in this uh, was tied to the production of Deadpool. Well,
1: in Reynolds a way. Reynolds was supposed to be the lead. He was supposed to be the Jay Gyllenhaal character, but he had conflicts with his schedule, and so he had to take um, a, a reduced role. Yeah. So uh, and da- he worked with Daniel Espinoza on Safe House.
0: Yes, he did. Yeah, so I remember that. so
1: yeah, and I mean, this is. Wernick and and Reese's script is not nearly as witty as their previous ventures. There's not a lot of room for wisecracks, aside from the Ryan Reynolds character, who, again, almost talks exclusively in one-liners. So they're not really working, I think, with the best material. The first act, I thought, was really rough. That opening, especially the kind of plays like I thought it was an outtake, where the camera is trying to do a little trickery, like mimicking the movement of space, but it just yeah. gives you a headache. And then they abandon it very quickly. Um, you know, it tries to introduce everybody with this like cacophony of voices, and the sound mix sounded really muffled, like everybody's kind of talking in whisper a little bit. But um, the script is is very formulaic up until a certain character dies and once that character death happened i was engaged but it took at least 25 minutes for me to really be like you know turning my head away from the screen like getting excited about what was going to happen that that introductory the exposition is not nearly as fluidly presented as it was in something like Zombieland when you had more than one character
0: well, I have to say I'm very, very happy that the film was only 103 minutes. Yes, <laughs> um, which, which said to me that this film was going to be uh, very tight, and it was. Um, as it moves, it gets tighter and tighter. Yeah. Um, you definitely feel the tension and the dread starting to build a bit more. Um, and this is definitely a, the very definition of a movie that gets better as it goes along. Um, with that said, you know uh, we did a lot of NBP Film Awards uh, recently, uh, recapping 2016. I will be surprised if Calvin does not end up on my best villains of 2017. <laughs> I, I, I love this thing. I was going to say,
1: if we're talking movie deaths, there might be uh, a couple, there might be one that pops up online from this movie.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, I was very fascinated by um, the overall design of the creature uh, known as Calvin. I was very impressed with how much of a threat it was presented as I was very, very on board until it started taking on more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Creature like personality traits um, by the end of the movie. You know, it's it like it's like it's like it has a face all of a sudden. I, I was I was more on board with it being like a harmless jellyfish early on than anything.
1: Well, I, I knew it was going to take on something because like most alien creature movies, it always starts really cute. And then it always becomes something like really creepy and weird. This I com- I said if it, it looks like if a butterfly mated with Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. It's um,
0: <laughs> so and, true. And,
1: and you see a lot of I I didn't see just Alien in here. I saw a lot of Splice. If anybody remembers that movie. Um, oh yeah, in terms of the creature being this little thing that they underestimate and they think is very fun to play with and all of a sudden it becomes you know the this embodiment of evil it does not have the ending that Splice had of course. Um, but but yeah, I mean I I thought the trailer was really going to irritate me because the trailer plays it like they let the creature out from like, T- touching it with like a bare hand like they did a la prometheus which just made me say why did these movies keep insisting that you touch the weird thing that you don't know um thankfully that tra- that trailer seems a bit misleading in the actual movie mm-hmm. um but i mean you know it's going to get out they tried to emphasize that you know it doesn't really have any personality much like the cast it's very much a uh, black and white villain Whose instinct is survival? It's kind of like the Terminator, um, you know, who, which uh, there's no kind of reasoning with it and it's not your friend. It's just desperate to survive. Um, so, in that regard, I was actually kind of happy because really all you can do is hate it. There's not that weird ambiguity that you see in a lot of movies where you're kind of like, oh, but you know, I understand why it's doing it. No, it's just pure evil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no I, I I totally hear you on this. Um, I like I said before, I, I just really dug that it was designed almost like a jellyfish, even how it wrapped itself around uh, the characters and you know, as it's wrapped around, it could be harmless one moment, you know, it's just there it's got itself wrapped around like your leg or something, but it's, you know, it's not really doing anything. It's like an
1: anaconda, essentially.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go, like a snake, and then next thing you know, it's just like, just tightening it up, and it's like, holy shit, (laughs) you know what I mean? I
1: could have done without Calvin Vision, which happens a couple times in the movie, and... Well,
0: yeah, definitely. I I didn't understand.
1: uh, Well, it's used with no rhyme or reason, and it's used very intermittently. That's a common horror trope
0: that gets used a lot, you know, we you see the um, point of view of the shark or the anaconda or whatever animal it is that's chasing down our heroes, ultimately. I mean, it happens more often than not, and it's always a fisheye lens. Always. Um, yeah, it's commonly used. I wasn't surprised that they used it, but I agree that had they not used it, I think it would have been a lot. Scarier.
1: Yeah. Well, mostly I just I don't. If you're going to use something like that, use it regularly. The movie really just kind of makes it happen in the middle, and then it kind of goes away. So there's sure. really no consistency to it.
0: Um, I'm gonna get into maybe maybe I'm reading into this too much for a moment here, but I'm gonna get into what I thought Calvin was supposed to represent, and sure, I really really got the sense that Calvin represented, um, and this is gonna sound very easy pretentious <laughs> uh, well no it's gonna sound easy like well of course it means that there is a really like a deeper meaning to this movie in my opinion but calvin just represents the destruction of uh, mankind and how you know when you look at the universe how tiny we are compared to everything else that's out there um you know we always talk about as humans preserving legacy creating children writing down stuff that'll be preserved in history etc cetera, etc cetera. one day our son will die the earth will be destroyed and everything that we've ever done in our entire lives will be ultimately meaningless for it'll be completely eviscerated. And that is what Calvin represents. Calvin just represents um, something else taking over at the end well, of the day here.
1: To go to go back toward, to film history when we saw a lot of these movies in the 50s before the advent of space exploration and we all had these grand ideas of what was out there in the universe. And you saw scientists being presented as either these mad arbiters of that were going to walk us into the end of the world in the name of research and progress, or just this general fear of the unknown, which kind of gone went, went along with communism or consumerism. and And you see a lot of shades of that here, you know, with Calvin representing you know you could make the argument calvin represents immigration you know the fear of the other that's coming from this other place that's going to destroy all of us um you know the, that's a the good concept, way of looking at it yeah or i mean the concept of scientists you know being the only people that know the true horrors of the world and yet us blindly on earth we think it's cute and we want to name it and we want to do all this stuff with it um my my thing was is uh, and it helps that I just watched The Girl with All the Gifts, which has a lot of similarities to this movie. Now that we're talking about it, um, regarding science and progress, but um, you know, for for me, the thing that I really appreciated about the deeper meaning is that it's very basic. You know, you you can read into it, you or you don't have to. Um, I always say that it's sad to see sci fi movies nowadays because we go to the moon, we go out into space more often in film than we do back here because we just don't have the money for nasa you know we don't feel that it's a, a useful tool um so i always i always get a little sad watching stuff like this in the martian um because i think we know space better from the movies now than we do from actual space exploration that we've been doing um, i did say i did want to say kudos to um the for including a disabled astronaut in this movie. Um, the, the, the guy who play, who discovers Calvin um, is prob- was probably the character that I found the most interesting because you find out that he um, has some some illness that has put him in a wheelchair and that being out in space for him is a way for him to be able to kind of overcome that and be the same as his fellow astronauts. So, so kudos for that because they didn't need to write that, and they did.
0: I knew you were going to make mention of that at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was, I was just surprised. I mean, I was really surprised because you don't even kind of get throwaway mentions like that in most movies, let alone in sci-fi. I mean, you get a disabled character, usually the alien.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you on this totally. Uh, you're You're definitely correct on that one. Um, That's actually, uh, I think, at this point, a good segue to move into uh, some of the spoilers here so we can get into the nitty and gritty details of the killings that take place in this movie. Uh, but before we do that, uh, uh, final thoughts, non-spoiler, great out of 10, Oscar potential.
1: So Oscar potential, um, possibly visual effects.
0: Oh, really? You thought Calvin was designed well enough for that?
1: Maybe. I mean, we're just kind of – this is kind of no guts, no glory, so – Um, I was going to say sound, not sound mixing, because I think the sound mix to me, maybe it was just my presentation sounded muffled, um, but maybe sound editing, but you know, again, these are stretches in the long run. I don't think it's going to get anything, but you know, that's why we're here. Um, I had fun with this. I had fun with this more towards the middle and end that I had in the beginning. So if you're going to watch it, um, definitely give it some time. It's a solid rental it's a it's a fun little late March early April throwback to 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's not nearly as good as 10 Cloverfield Lane was Oh no but it, if you liked that that type of style that that type of throwback to 1950s sci-fi films like the Thing from Another world um, or the Twilight Zone you know it's it's a it's a surprise so out of 10 I'm gonna give this one uh, a seven
0: okay cool. Um, I think you said it perfectly that this is a a rental. Um, I really wouldn't go see this maybe in the theater. I'd maybe watch this at home when you just want to have something to watch because it isn't a bad way to spend 103 minutes. In fact, you know you could feel good about it at the end knowing that it was only 103 minutes and not 138 minutes. Um, This is a film that's lean. It's mean. It presents itself very clearly as to what it is. It makes no um, mistakes about it ultimately. You know exactly what you're getting with this and it delivers it gives you those thrills it gives you those moments um there are there is some good character work uh maybe not the best but it's fairly good overall and decent enough to carry this movie ahead um it gets better as it goes along nobody in this movie is trying to reinvent the wheel uh the performances the music uh, the way it's shot everything about this is really standard but it's all done with um You know, just a level of care of getting us to be entertained at the end of the day here. And it doesn't really make any uh, big missteps that could be considered offensive or truly awful at the end of the day here. Uh, With that said, no Oscar potential uh, because this is a very straightforward movie with a message that is going to be easily forgotten. And there is no real standout to make it linger in people's minds as the year goes on. I give it a 6 out of 10. Now, at this point, we're going to move over into spoilers for the movie Life. So if you want to stop listening now, you can. If you've seen the movie and want to hear our thoughts on some more of the spoilers, be sure to listen on. You want answers? I think I'm entitled You to. want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Okay, so, um... Ryan Reynolds was the first one to go, which I (laughs) did not expect because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is a horror film. I know from the trailers, the black guy's got his hand in there and he's toying with the alien. And the trailer plays around with the fact that he's probably going to get off. You
1: should have negated that with the disabled trope. So they weren't going to kill him off first because he's also crippled. He's already been smited by God. We're not going to get... We're not going to kill Oh no! First.
0: I, I, I clearly did not uh, read into it that way. I just thought to myself, well, of course the black guy always dies first. No, see, thumbs, right? yeah,
1: well, it, that's why you never discount disability unless it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then that crippled guy deserved to get Killed. Um, anything, but that's you know nice what? They played
0: off very, very well because there's that scene where Calvin is on him and he has no idea because he can't feel him. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah.
1: And that's, that's yeah. That's, that's what I awesome. Was
0: like that is that was a great, great moment. I felt because in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, how the hell does that guy not know that Calvin's there? Well, because he's disabled. I think
1: at a certain point, though, he was aware of that and he just kind of sacrificed himself. Um.
0: And just let it go, basically. Yeah.
1: I. I kind of had there's an a ink-
0: lot of self-sacrifice going there's on there's a this lot movie. of
1: self-sacrifice in this movie i had an inkling i didn't think ryan reynolds was going to go first but i no. should i should <laughs> have really because again looking at past precedent he's kind of the janet lee of this movie this i knew Psycho. you were
0: gonna say that <laughs> uh,
1: well i was yes. also i was also gonna say possibly gwyneth paltrow from *Contagion*, um, mm-hmm. so you have these kind of two big, the the bigger, best, better known stars that you kind of are going to assume who's going to go first. Um, I was really surprised. This is a, a predominantly international cast, and I really, really wished that we didn't end up with the two white uh, European characters that live to the end—the uh, American and the Brit—which um, kind of irked me. I was like, really. You have a predominantly international cast, and uh, the colonialists are definitely going to make it out of that situation. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I thought Ryan Reynolds' death scene was the best. It was my favorite. Um, the The hand snapping scene was probably the grossest thing I've ever seen in a movie in a long time. I have an aversion because of my life i have an aversion for snapping limbs um i don't like the sound i don't like the look it will physically make me ill um so that that scene was like chinese water torture to me
0: oh god um favorite death in the movie um huh that's a very good question um, there's some
1: creativity here too to these demises yeah
0: yeah, I was definitely shocked with uh, how creative it got at times. The command, the commander, I would say that was probably my favorite death in the movie because I I love the idea that Calvin ultimately drowned her in her, in her own uh, space uniform. I just thought that was very clever, and I thought that that was uh, very disturbing. And also, I love that she had an opportunity to be saved, but she chose to keep herself out, obviously, you know, that self-sacrifice element again. You know, we were talking about in the review how – each death um the crew really really feels it. the camera lingers on i mean there's that one point where they show like show like crying um and he's crying like the camera's on him for like a good eight seconds or something like that um the movie really does make you feel the weight of these people ultimately losing their friends and this and the human uh sacrifice element that comes into play with it um i really think it just taps into a very uh primal and very um a good part of our souls that gets us to root for these characters even more so.
1: Yeah, Ryan Reynolds' death for me was my favorite, um, mostly because I, again, they, the movie plays on a lot of primal things, I think, that we fear, the fear of drowning, and that that scene lasts a long time, um, just to give you a panic attack. Yeah. Um, but, but the Ryan Reynolds' death, um, where it go, Calvin goes down his throat, Um, and you can just see the expression on his face. It's, like, it's, like, going, like, down his throat, um, and probably, like, eating his organs or whatever. Just, like, oh, my God, the whole... Oh,
0: that's definitely what was happening The
1: whole thing is just, like, oh, my gosh. The camera really enjoys just letting you imagine these horrible things that are going on. And, again, that's really good to, you know, show, not tell. Um, so, yeah, he, he he was my favorite, um... I did feel again, maybe because of my presentation, that that show's death was the one I wanted to see. But the camera—it seemed a little dark, so I was very confused about what was happening.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Other than Calvin gets him because, and they don't want the um, the Russian space station to get involved, and it's obvious that they kind of do. Um, but but yeah, I thought the death scenes here were really ingenious.
0: Oh yeah, um, I, I was. Very taken aback by the fact that they were clever, uh, they were well thought out. They weren't just simply like Calvin, um, you know, doing like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, like slasher yeah. uh, style, like horror film, like just cutting through their throats or something like that. Um, there was definitely some ingenuity going on here that I really appreciate. There's a lot
1: of uh, nods to I think Cronenberg and body horror and just yeah, the whole well, that's cool. The horrible things that something can do to your body without you physically showing it but knowing that it's happening.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, especially with that Ryan Reynolds moment.
1: The Ryan Reynolds, I think, is, is it's essentially the inverse of um, the John Heard scene in Alien.
0: Oh, so you think there's like some subtle nods to that, ultimately?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, John Heard, it bursts out of his chest. This goes in Ryan Reynolds. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a reversal.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, li- I, li- I like the idea of that. You know, it's funny. Talking about this more and more, I'm starting to... Even appreciate the film a little bit more, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But the ending, the ending is, I think, what sold me and kind of left me with a a stupid smile on my face.
0: Yeah, let's talk about this for a minute here because at first, I really, really thought that that was a cheap uh, cop-out. I'm not the biggest fan sometimes of uh, misdirection like that, but at first, I was like, oh, come on, that's silly. And, And then the final shot, like the overhead shot, and we don't really like see much of anything that's really going on it's just left with that that feeling and that thought of well we're screwed that's that okay credits yep humanity's fucked <laughs> you know what i mean well, no
1: I, I i mean i i think i think a lot of it plays on how you approach your own assumptions because you assumed that rebecca ferguson being the female was going to make it
0: oh yes absolutely
1: and that's a very Easy assumption, I think, for a lot of people to make. I realized something was off though the minute that the ship hits the water in. Doesn't really, we don't really know. I think it's China somewhere in China, Um, and we don't immediately go inside or cut to anything. I was like. And I literally said this and the person behind me was was not happy that I said it, just kinda under my breath. I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if it wasn't her? <laughs> and it was oh, the other one. So it ruined was the, the other movie. one. I didn't even mean to I said it very low. We have a very small theater, so technically the, the person behind and that's what they got for talking throughout the entire movie. Um, but uh, that I mean, I thought it was again very Twilight Zone. If you watch a lot of Twilight Zone like I do, um it's kind of got that ironic vaguely we're all doomed type of feeling at the end of it like it doesn't really matter what you do you can't really cheat the inevitable um because we get told throughout the movie that calvin is getting smarter and to not underestimate him well jay gyllenhaal's character assumes like calvin's not going to actually physically take my hand and like rejigger me down to earth um I thought it was really, really dark because I think it would have been very easy to let Rebecca Ferguson go back home and be the savior, even though she's kind of like screwed everybody out of life. Um, I, I thought it was really, really grim, and I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, no, I, I I enjoyed it upon thinking about it a little bit more. Um, what the hell was going on inside Jake Hall's ship with all that, like when they opened it and you saw inside like, what in God's name was Calvin doing, ultimately? You know? I think he was
1: crushing and absorbing him or, like, trying to get the suit off. It was definitely a melding of some kind.
0: Oh, yeah. It was just, like, a mess. And I immediately the first thing that just popped in my mind is, how the hell is Jake still alive right now? You know?
1: Exactly. Well, I, I think the only thing I didn't really care for, and I'm hoping, I'm sure they're going to do it because it's Hollywood. I mean, I I understand that, yeah, he gets to Earth. And essentially humanity is fucked. I don't think we need a sequel though to tell us that.
0: Yeah. I will also say too, um, two things about that ending uh, scene as well. One, the moment when Calvin kind of like gets like literally in Jake Gyllenhaal's face um, and like stares him down. That is when I kind of like, I was happy it happened at the, at the end of the movie, because like I said, I really liked Calvin more when he had less humanistic qualities, like a face. And, um, and so when it got to that, like that point, it looked like Audrey too, uh, like you were saying earlier. Um, I I really just didn't appreciate and like that. I, I actually thought Calvin was less scary like that. But on the flip side, the second thing I want to say about that ending is actually that to me is the most horrifying scene of the whole movie. Is uh, before we actually see like the uh, close up of Calvin's face looking at Jake Jonah Hall, the idea of being alone in that small containment of a pod. With that thing, um that to me was the most horrifying moment of the whole movie. i I, I could not imagine I just really I'm gonna the, I'm
1: gonna counter that and say that for me, the more terrifying prospect was Rebecca Ferguson being Oh of out her floating into, into space ha- being hurtled out into deep space and knowing that you were going to die. a slow, painful death of like starvation and like lack of water and isolation like that. That left me so, like, uh, that, I, I'm, I'm sure you can say a lot about yourself as a person based on which ending you found to be more frightening, but, um, yeah, no, that, that one for me was kind of what left me, I was like, that's way worse, because... You know that, you know, the end of, of the Earth, at least you have things to look forward to. You know, you have your family by you and we're all going to die from an alien. But, you know, that's at least you're together type of mentality. Rebecca Ferguson is going out into fucking space where there is nothing but blackness.
0: Oh, right. Oh, God. Um, I, I can't right now. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done. I just had like a chill literally just go down my spine. Oh, wow. Uh Kristen, where can I find you on the internet? Jesus Christ!
1: You can find my dark nihilistic thoughts on uh, at journeys underscore film on Twitter.
0: Uh, I am officially freaked out right now at the very <laughs> prospect of what Kristen just proposed to me. And you can find me at next best picture on Twitter. Oh man! Well, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, and Player FM. Thank you, Kristen, for reviewing life with me and making me officially more scared than ever of life thank you everyone so much for listening and we will see you all next time